Yo, 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 yo. This is the Nothing Less Podcast, episode 21, football and sports podcast. I think I should. And sports. Yeah. (laughs) We do talk about other shit. Yeah. I am your host, Alexis. I got my other host, Dave. Dave is, uh, he's out here getting it done, you know. Yeah. Getting done. Uh, Dave, how was your day? Explain to the world how how your life is right now. If it's in shambles or it's uh it's in shambles. <laughs> or is it uh I don't know. What what's a positive word for life? Uh uh to explain life. Um a positive life. What how do you, how do you... <laughs> I don't know. Um no, we we good. We we striving. I I uh I took my final <clears throat> I took my final in the morning and they were like uh when when I thought we were gonna do that mark episode. I was like, fuck, bro. I was going to be in the morning. I can't, right? But no, we good. Fuck no. We straight. <laughs> fuck no. Nah, yeah, no. yeah, we straight. We good. He's uh, like, been pretty like, lit. Uh, like a, well, I was going to say, like our boy over here, like you said, uh, Mark, the episode interview slash anything conversation. That one's going to happen later on tonight. Uh, I don't know when we're dropping that one. Hopefully we'll drop it. Uh, soon but who knows you know well that one i i think it's gonna be a banger i think it'll be fun yeah yeah episode i hope so but it all depends you know how how did the culture feel about uh feel about alan alan's cool man everything was cool everyone liked it it was nice and fun i thought it was uh i think i think i could speak for everyone i thought it was a nice uh refresher uh you know without talking about just everything like sports related Mm. Uh, even even though with, with that depressing as ending <laughs> the <laughs> outro was just so dude I, I wanted to jump off a bridge after that fucking <laughs> that's 2020 in a nutshell what do you expect <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean as for me i mean it's tuesday got some rest my, me and my babes were chilling you know nice. casual shit she made me some steak some light medium uh, raw yeah, man, fucking raw. <laughs> now I'm just drinking some Japanese beer. Uh, let's see, it comes out Asahi, or I don't know how to say it, Asahi. Uh, I bought this at a, a Japanese store in San Antonio. It was not too bad. It's a little like Japanese place. Um, it tastes pretty okay. Honestly, to me, it tastes like kind of like a Bud Light. Uh, I was about to tell you if you could compare it to any beer, what would it? Mm. Would it be like <laughs> it's like a Bud Light? Bud Light? Yeah, I would have thought Coors. I don't know. Just by the way I look, just because it's cut. Nah, nah. <laughs> just because it's gray. <laughs> have you tried a Coors? Yeah. Which one? The banquet beer, uh, or are you talking about Coors Light? Coors Light. Try. I well, I tried both. So. I think Coors the banquet beer is pretty good. I'm gonna be honest. Coors Light sucks. It, what? I, I don't. I think it's the other way around. I don't like I don't like that bank uh banquet oh, beer. What? Yeah, the champagne and fucking beers, whatever the fuck the slogan is. No, you're talking about Miller. You're talking about Miller. Oh, that's true. Miller, Miller, Miller High Life, I think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that one sucks. Um Yeah, that one's ass. I mean, if you're trying to cop a, a buzz, fuck it, right? But yeah. nah, bank, <laughs> banquet beer, it comes like in a little it's small. It's, I don't know how much it is. Yeah. But, 
No, I've seen it before. It's it's but it's shaped like the Miller High Life one. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, it's shaped no, no, exactly. No, no, no. Yeah, it is. Miller High Life is a it's a long neck. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, it's like a short fucking neck, right? It reminds you of like a little small water bottle. Yeah. But like not, not not like the size of it, but like the shape. Uh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the the Coors Banquet beer is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I've been chilling, bro. I've been chilling. I've been uh, actually just, just been relaxing and honestly anticipating potting today. And be honest, uh, yo, really? I, I was I was excited to record today. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, you're trying to get stuff done for the future. Hopefully, yeah, all goes well. But uh, as it is Tuesday, uh, you can hear. I'm so, I sound good, right? I'm good. Yeah, you're okay. Wait, do you hear? Do you hear any outside noise? I hear my end. Oh, that's my dog, bro. He's outside. He's chilling. Uh, you know what he's named after? What? The greatest quarterback of all time. Take Aaron a guess. Brooks? Damn, bro, get the fuck out of here, damn. <laughs> Who? Tony Romo. Damn, that dog is loud as fuck. <laughs> bro, he's annoying as shit, bro. I swear. Uh. I thought it was me at first. Is it bad? I could I could move to the back, bro. I, I can't. I'm can be honest. Yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, hold up. I'll I'll intro it all. Don't worry about it. Let's see. Well, as Dave uh, settles all that down, uh, it is Tuesday, and we were supposed to have a Baltimore and and Pittsburgh game today, but it got moved to tomorrow, which. We'll get into that little fucking talk about how it is for the NFL to do such thing. And I think how, I guess put it lightly, how generous they are to Baltimore in that type of situation. Because for Pittsburgh to be going through this very uh, not sure if you're going to play or not or, you know, whatever the case, you know, the fact is they had their week, their bye week on week three or week four, somewhere on those lines. And the fact that, they're playing for like nine straight weeks, maybe even was it no twelve straight weeks to thirteen, downright fucked up. And Baltimore, I mean, they're getting the generous thing of you know Sunday off, Monday off, Tuesday off, now they're Wednesday. You got it assessed. Hello. Did you do DMX it or what? What'd you do? I have Michael victim. Damn. <laughs> Here nah, podcast. Uh, we don't we don't fight dogs. <laughs> nah, bro. He's he straight up. He saw me. He just jetted to the backyard, bro. Why is he barking? I don't know. They just bark for no reason. There's a ghost. <laughs> but but yeah, I just I just mentioned the the whole Baltimore Pittsburgh game that it was supposed to be today. <laughs> they got moved to tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Um. I had a. I had a friend come to me, right? And he told me, he's like, you think, um, <laughs> you th- <laughs> it's the most dumbest question ever. But uh, he told me, you think, uh, you think the whole reason why they, they got postponed and, um, uh, what is it called? They got postponed and, and that team, hold on, let me look for it. Oh, where is it, bro? What team? Denver? Team that, uh, yeah, Denver. There you go. You think um, 
you think the re- the whole reason why they got postponed and, <laughs> and Denver didn't was because of favoritism? And I was like, yo, what? I was like, the fuck type of shit is that? You think it's favoritism? Look. Do not come at me without that, bro. Look, we're going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so, through COVID, um, okay. every sport has gone through their issues or I should say organizations or franchises or even, you know, just anything like college yeah. football, Big Ten is a mess, you know, uh, in, in the ACC, you have Florida State missing out a couple games already uh, just because of COVID, you know, the outbreak. When we talk about like Baltimore, I think it, it, it gets a little interesting because uh, I, I look at them and I just don't understand why they've been pushing this game back like every game like every day now i'm not gonna say it's the same thing as denver because the way they're talking about denver is that the lack of you know awareness you know for not wearing a mask and social distancing so they're not disciplining them as far as they're they're not going to cancel the game or postpone the game because of whatever they postponing it i mean they they played the game because of the because they fucked up and supposedly yeah. Baltimore is because of the sur- they got an outbreak and they can't control it and it's not their fault in some way. Uh, I don't know. I, look, it oh, went like, from Thursday to Sunday, Monday, to Monday, no, Monday. To, to Tuesday. I'm sorry, and now to Wednesday. Like at that point, like come on, like come on. Yeah, it's not fair for Pittsburgh, you know. Yep. Like, okay, uh, defend defend uh, Baltimore for all. I, I get the whole, I get the whole uh, outbreak, and and how you could compare it to like not being aware, not wearing your mask, not social distancing, um, just um, just all in general, all that. But I think um, the whole reason why it happened is because of the the dates on. On the news, uh, on the dates of when it happened, like Baltimore, I think we got their new, we got the news day of Thanksgiving. It was like or Wednesday. Oh. Yeah, it was it was it was close because bro, because um they didn't cancel it up up until up until day of or Wednesday. I just can't remember which one. It was like Tuesday, Tuesday and Monday. No, bro, I swear to you, bro, it was it was Wednesday or Thursday. No, because Lamar so, had already been positive for a couple days. Yeah, I know. I know. Like Lamar was already positive, but then uh, RG RGV uh, RGV RG three was gonna step in either way. But then Trace McSorland got uh, hit. Uh, who else got hit? I know one of their defensive players got hit too, right? Yeah, it was well, just an outbreak all around. They lost running but, back. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. But I, the reason why I don't think that it was, uh, it was favoritism because they had time to plan ahead, and they and um, so they moved it all the way to Sunday, but then Sunday came around, and uh, and then you have one position that just gets affected, Denver, because uh, no one else got affected other than like practice players that weren't weren't even gonna travel either way. It was just that one position that got affected in Denver. So then they're like, you know, and, and that news happened what Saturday, 
Yeah. Saturday. So, so I, I see why they wanted to punish them, but, oh, maybe, I don't think it was because of the punish. I just think it was more of, uh, more of a, what is it called? Uh, it was more convenient to the NFL, you know? I don't think it was more of a punishment thing. I think it was more convenient because only one position goes down with with COVID and um, and a couple practice players. So they're probably like, you know, you could still play your game, but you just, you know, probably going to lose most likely. But they, they, they made a, an emphasis on saying like, if it's through recklessness, it doesn't matter how many players you are missing or even how many, like if, if you don't have a DN life or shit, like you lost all four, you lost uh, left ends and all that. It doesn't matter. It, it, you're going to play. Like that's what they said. And the fact that they're being, not that they're being lenient towards the, the Ravens, but they're kind of being very soft in some way. Cause, oh, yeah, lenient. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what the word is because it's, it's honestly, it's downright, it's downright bullshit because the fact postpone it at least you know or something uh, i don't know because or just cancel the game it just doesn't make sense like it just doesn't make sense to me and and th- they should really like discipline baltimore for that type of shit i don't know maybe they won't maybe they will you know because i think they are going to discipline uh denver well for- well isn't it also because uh some Steelers got covid as well Nah, Pittsburgh is pretty much clean. No, well, I mean, it says right here two reserved from COVID James, list. James Connor, but doesn't matter. I don't know. I think I I kind of see why they postponed it because like maybe we're like this new news. Like you never know who James Connor was around and all that. Like you know what I mean. So I, I think that's why they postponed it because maybe because both of them had had um. COVID issues. I think uh, so. What do you, uh, how do you feel about COVID um, as it's transpiring and uh, affecting sports in general? It's fucking, it's whack. I think it's like, I mean, you saw it too with the Steelers and Titans where we had to, um, oh, what was it? What week was that? It was like week four. Week four? Yeah. Like, uh, and I just think it's the tip of the iceberg. You never know. Come maybe even playoff time, um, if the vaccines don't get here in time, because we, the general public won't won't be able to touch those things until January 20, 2021. or not even probably until like February, for the for the general public to get it. So maybe the NFL could probably, uh, since they're the only sports going on right now, other than. Um, Cause they moved baseball, right? Well, no baseball. Well, the that winter training, uh, in December. Yeah. So maybe they moved, they postponed it. Maybe they cut it short. I don't know. Because yeah. NBA is gonna start soon. Yeah. So we don't. Uh, other sports are competing also with uh with the UFC. UFC is going. They're thriving because well, they don't need um they don't need as many people around to throw in a UFC event as much as they do for an NFL event. But with with the vaccine not coming in until January 20, 2021 and the general public being able to touch it until February 2021, maybe 
I mean, I you could very well see this affecting in playoffs, you know. So, yeah. but it's just uh, a lack of awareness from the like, and I and I'm really on the like. They need to really emphasize wearing a mask and just certain things. And I know it comes yeah. with the game. It comes with the, you know, you sportsmanship. Hey, you do this and that. But people need to understand. And that's where maybe, you know, sometimes maybe we should have not had a season. You know, maybe we were too selfish and we should have just waited it out. You know, like, mm. but it comes with like how I sent to uh, sent it to you via message. It's the owners being greedy, you know, they, I know they're going to, they're going to lose money because of just fan revenue on like how many fans are coming in the stadiums, you know, certain stadiums don't allow fans. Some are because they're at least trying to get some money back, but you know, the factor remains that, you know, COVID is still going to be here. And I don't know. I think maybe they should just maybe cancel the season. Cause it, because how we were talking about the bubble is the same as how we talk about the NFL. So then you mentioning the playoffs is true. I mean, the COVID runs th- the COVID's going <laughs> to run through the playoffs December, January, and Super Bowl February, and most teams are going to be affected. Some players are like usually when you got COVID, they have you out for at least two games. So that yeah. could come into play maybe week seventeen, you know, and you're out that game and the wild card and then if you're in the wild card you know a big game and you lose because that key players out i mean stuff like that so a lot of people like i mentioned the bubble i mean a lot of mentioned a lot of people thought the bubble whoever won uh the title you could put an asterisk on and you know because for whatever reason and it might be the same for the nfl some of these teams aren't taking enough precautions some some of these teams don't or some of these organizations, even then, some of these organizations don't understand. Like the Saints, they they got fined, and I think they lost a pick for not wearing a mask for the post game, or just improper social, yeah, you know stuff. So, no, I I um uh, I don't know if you should put an asterisk and asterisks to the champions' name. I think they fully deserve it if they're willing, like if they're willing to go through all this precaution. And um, and never have never have to uh, be like oh we have to cancel a game because you know we're not taking COVID seriously you know they 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 took all the right steps and and now they're here you know and I, I don't think there should be an asterisk to it because you know everybody's adapting to this new life because it's a new life we we're never used to wearing uh wearing face masks to get inside a gas station or a restaurant or anything. You know, so I, I think they they adjusted well. The team that wins the championship will, will be a team that has adjusted well to this new life and and just, you know, rolled with the punches, you know, because it's not easy for anybody, for any um, for any team right now. Yeah. And obviously, like I mentioned, we're a sports podcast, you know, even though we love our NFL. Um, yeah. To talk about like college football, college football is getting affected tremendously by it. Right. Like Ohio State, well, Big Ten alone started late in the season. Yeah. It started maybe like the seventh week, something around that. Maybe week five. I don't know. Yeah, they and, only got like four games down. Yeah, and Ohio State, uh, like the the AP top twenty five came out 
the playoffs and all that is coming out, projections and all that. And you have Ohio State still in there. And so the Big Ten Ten said that you got to play a minimum of, I think, five games, something around those lines. And, I mean, Um, it's looking Ohio State has a lot of players out because of COVID, and chances are they might miss this game that they were supposed to play. I think it was against Illinois, and I don't know what the next opponent is. Um, Wait, speaking of that, hold on. I just got an an alert that – hold on. I know I turned off my camera for a second, but – You're good. You're good. um, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State, second – top second uh, CFLP – the college – College football playoff rankings of 2020. <laughs> so they did, they did put them in the top seed. Yeah, man. I mean, so you go into that, and what what I'm getting to is some of these teams that did get to play and kept their teams in check and just staff in check are still getting fucked over because it's just you know the name brand, I guess, the name power yeah. in Ohio State. Like a BYU and a Cincinnati. B- yeah, I, I was about to tell you. What's yeah, up? BYU is looking. Uh, I was about to tell you that BYU is looking pretty good this year. Yeah, but they're gonna get they're they're getting fucked by the 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 committee, and they're undefeated. They, I mean, obviously they're trying to set up their their team their games, and all that. But you know, and they're ranked fourteenth, so it's kind of fucking retarded. Um, but. You know, these teams that are playing um, just college ball, I mean, there's a, like, a, I forget how many teams in total, like 120 teams around those lines. And, you know, a lot of those teams got struck with COVID or some of these, excuse me, some of these uh, leagues, damn, this fucking beer, um, <laughs> canceled their season altogether. So I don't know how it works sometimes. I mean, like Big Ten, I mean, they only play like five games and then you, you go undefeated, do you make the playoffs? Is that fair? Is that not? Pac-12, same uh, thing. And and these players, uh, these teams that uh, play 10 to 12 games, they don't get enough love, which is kind of, I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, honestly, um, another team that got left out, a Texas team, Texas A&M, they're, they're number four. Five, number six, they're ranked fifth or sixth. Um, they have one loss, but they again they've done everything right. Um, they done well. I know they allow some fans, or no, they don't allow. I think they only allow alumni and students to to go in there, like no outsiders. Um, but they took all the right steps, and you know they they're. They're ranked up there for a reason. Sure, they have one loss, but I feel you could replace them with Ohio State. And you know that I, I like I love Ohio State. You know, I've always been a big Ohio State fan, but I just you know they've you know they missed out. You know, you can't you can't really put them in there just because of their big namesake. And and like you said, you know they're they're going down with a lot of a lot of. Uh, a lot of people uh, due to COVID, you know. So, uh, I think you know, Big Ten shouldn't really be in there. That's you. that's my take. Um, yeah. I mean, to close out the conversation of that, I mean, COVID has affect uh, affected everyone. You know, obviously, people have been lost and all that <clears> shit. <throat> and yeah. I mean, I mean, I've I get me and my girl get tested pretty consistently just so we can be good. Um. 
but I mean, to a game that was uh, what we mentioned earlier, but was uh, affected greatly because of lack of awareness, which was the Saints versus the Broncos. It was a uh, it was supposed to be a blowout to start the game, but uh, all three quarterbacks of the Broncos tested positive, so they called the uh, it was with a cornerback from the practice squad that played back yeah. in Wake Forest. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, his name is before I fuck it up, Kendall Hinton. Is it Hinton? Yeah, Hinton. Um, it was a blowout. I don't, I mean, pretty sure the whole world saw it. Uh, yeah, it was 31 to 3. It was, it was pretty close, you know. It was a barn burner of them all. It was a barn burner. Honestly, it was a boring game. It was a very boring yeah, game. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I, I was telling Lex, he was like, hey, did you see the game? And I was like, I only saw half of it, dude. It was just horrible offense from the Broncos. Well, of course, you know, what else do you expect? But um, I'm surprised. How did they get three points? Uh, How did they, like, drive down? I think they had an interception. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you just, just to let y'all know, the Saints are, like, in a seven-game winning streak. Just, you know. <laughs> just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Uh, I mean, Taysom Hill, he didn't really throw the ball much. 9 of 16, 78 yards. He, he threw a pick. Uh, and he had two rushing touchdowns and a fumble. Uh, it's not too bad. They got my boy Latavius Murray the ball. 19 rushes for 124 yards, two touchdowns, and a fumble as well. Um, but, I mean, the Saints alone, like, the whole the rushing totals were 229. So they had a pretty good rushing day. Offensively, like, throwing the ball wasn't too crazy. So, but I mean that defense is looking nuts. The Saints defense is looking yeah. crazy. Jack Rabbit had a pick. My boy C.J. Gardner Johnson had a pick. Uh, Mark Marshawn Lattimore almost had one, and uh, but he dropped it. I mean, 112 yards in total they gave up. That three sacks. I mean, talk about domination. But reality hits. Obviously, you understand that that's gonna happen. You're playing against yeah. a fourth string quarterback. <laughs> and huh? and it, and it, and it's crazy because like I um I was watching the game, right? And every and the first snap that he took, you could just tell, you know, that this is not gonna be well for the for the Broncos. He he uh they broke even when they break uh your line, that monster of a D line that the Saints have, when they when they broke the line. And it wasn't easy for him because you know you're facing the Saints. You know you're facing a um, a monster D line like I like I said before, but a powerful right powerhouse a power, franchise, the fearsome foursome <laughs> of a D line. But um, but yeah, I mean you saw it the way I reacted the first time. You're like you, I already knew it was gonna be a be a horrible day for the Broncos. What was interesting is that they. They were pretty aggressive with him. Like there wasn't much of a dink and dunk offense. It was like, yeah. <laughs> let's throw for thirty yards, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he didn't have much of a day. One for nine, thirteen yards. He threw it to Noah Fant. He had two picks, like I mentioned. Uh, yeah. Who had them? Um, I mean, they tried running the ball. There was not much luck. Yeah, I mean, as as a oh, as the Saints going into the game. I'm pretty sure you know they're going to be run heavy the whole game. So it's, you know, you're daring them to pass the ball. So, of course, you know, the run's not going to be there. So Well, just to be 
that that's not take away from the fact the Saints have like top five run defense. Like they're, they're yeah, no, they got a good run defense. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, good, great. <laughs> we'll keep it good. <laughs> uh, but I think one takeaway is um, this Denver team doesn't give up. I mean, thirty-one and three tells you they gave up, but in reality, mm. I mean, they're just put in tough situations. You know, their defense looked pretty good uh, for what it for for what it's worth. Um, I mean, they had three sacks in total. They had a pick that like I mentioned Taysom Hill had thrown. But I mean, this team honestly, if they get healthy next year and all that, I think they could be a legit playoff team. Uh, they just need Drew Lock to really like really lock in no pun intended um but yeah man i don't know what do you think what do you think about the game as far as like uh i mean i know we broke it down a little bit but like anything else that you wanted to input i i didn't think that they were i would have thought with the advantages that they had that Taysom hill would have would have thrown a little bit a, a little bit more he only had what like 16 attempts he had 16 attempts yeah and that's, that's wild. And I never thought, I never thought they would have. Uh, I I would have thought this would have been the the hype game where you know where you just let them sling it, you know. But yeah. that defense is pretty good, though. Honestly, that 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 Broncos defense. Yeah. Damn, the dog's still wilding. Dude, I hate them, bro. Like it's like you're trying to sleep, bro, and like like, like <laughs> he has like no business there, dude. Uh, oh my god, bro! I was gonna mention. Uh, damn, he's going off now. Hold on, I mean, how is a boy? We are back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Um, but I was just gonna say. I mean, the Broncos. Uh, I don't know if you know this one. Broncos are the first team with fewer than twenty pass yards, and uh, on fewer than two. Uh, completions since uh, the San Diego Chargers in 1998, week three. Damn, gotta throw it out there. That was for this game. That was this game. Yeah. Uh, Kendall, uh, what's the name? Uh, Kendall Hilton uh, is the first player with uh, zero completions in the first half <laughs> since who? Is it gonna be somebody that I know? Yeah. Former Cowboy. No. Okay. I was, I was scared there for a second. Um, crap. Let me see if I can take a guess. Is he a drop bust? Yeah. Recent time? He's Christian. He's uh, Timothy Tebow. 2011. Uh, not my boy, Timothy. All right. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the game was what what it is. I mean, what'd you expect, right? Yeah, you got a fucking headache or what? No, it's the fucking Tebow, bro. Oh, okay. I know. I never did that bum ass shit. You never did that bum ass shit, bro. Come on, dude. Mm-mm. You never just threw a touchdown and just, or never ran it in. Just... Nah, bro. I always did the Superman. The Superman. <laughs> And I had this Garth Brooks shirt on. Just took it. <laughs> yeah. Bro, no, that's some bum ass shit. You're going to get some angry people. <laughs> A lot of pitchforks at your fucking window. 
Uh, but talk about uh, talk about that man. The stick, sticking it down. You know, putting the fork in their mouth. You know, uh, the Tennessee Titans played the Indianapolis Colts in a divisional game, a key game. Both of them were tied. They both had the same um the win loss. It was a uh, six and no, was it seven and three? Seven and three, yeah. Seven and three. Um, Andy was looking good. You know, the last few games, Tennessee looked up and down. And then King Henry attacks. Oh, and the sad part about it is, uh, or not sad part, but crazy part about it is that uh, they're looking pretty pretty much equal uh, come come halftime. They're pretty much the same. Uh, the same. I think it was like 14-14. Mm-hmm. King Henry wasn't, was like held for like 60 yards at that point. And then... Come second half, and a boy was drinking uh, Michael Jordan's uh, secret juice. So what is it? Secret. Never seen Space Jam? I don't remember. I'm be honest. I haven't seen that one in front. <laughs> Michael Jordan's secret stuff is just water. It's yay, bro. Don't worry about it. It's yay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It, it became a pretty, pretty far and away like a blowout without, I guess. I mean, it's 19 points, so consider it how you want but i mean i think what really uh stood out here is tennessee's offense and what it can be and um but we are i think we've talked about that the fact that they have some some yeah. firepower is just can they put it together is you know that the key thing in that i mean like look at Tannehill. like his his stats she was 13 to 22 221 and a touchdown and for me honestly that's all you need from him yeah, that's all you need. Uh, King Henry, twenty-seven attempts, one hundred and seventy-eight yards, three TDs. That's exactly. But you look at what they have in wide receivers, and they have two big receivers in uh, AJ Brown and Corey Davis. Corey. Both of both of them did pretty okay. AJ Brown, four receptions, ninety-eight yards, and a touchdown. Corey Davis, three receptions, seventy yards. It's pretty solid. And yeah, I mean, and their defense, I mean, for what it is, I mean, they do good enough. You know, they're not the best. I, at some parts, they look good, man. They look really good. And then do you come back to reality? Um, yeah. Yeah, they're, they, they played good. I mean, 336 total yards they gave up against them. 56 rush, you know, with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield and the Hames. Um, 280 yards. I mean, he didn't get they didn't get uh, bombed over the top or anything. Um, but yeah, Dave, what do you think about this game? First of all, I want to talk about I want to talk about my boy Jeff Swain. You know who that is? The isn't that the tight end? Yeah, <laughs> former Cowboy. Thirty three receptions, thirty yards. Nah, but um, but yeah, like you said, what a I, joke. <laughs> Nah, um, but like you said, the the Titans they really showcase what they can be. Um, you, a run a run first smash mouth football team that that could throw the ball like that's just that's just wild, you know. Oh, uh, that's that's a that's a championship team if you ask me, you know. Or with the defense that they have, the they're just straight monsters and and their front seven, and um. 
And yeah, and and I think they're really this was a big win for them. Like you said, divisional game, uh, or division game. I mean, division game against a a top a top seed. Not even not only in their division but in the whole AFC. They were um, they were the division leaders up up until this point. But um, but yeah, it was just a big win for for the Titans. And you know we've we talked about their offense before. Uh, how they could be a top five. I I said it once. I think it was in the early weeks that they had a top five offense, and it's not because of their passing; it's because of their run game. I've never, I haven't seen a, um, I haven't seen a a team like that, and I don't know how long, because uh, no one really builds their team like that, other than the Rams and the Cowboys. But this is like one of the first times that they're having success, you know. And I don't want to bring back the Cowboys, but back in two thousand fourteen, this was. This was how their team was built, but just the Col- I mean the Colts, the the Titans just have a better defense, you know, have a monster of a defense. So you know this is a a defense that is that is built for the winter, you know, not really not much throwing, you know, running down the run down the uh running the the ball with Derrick Henry, and and yeah, I mean everybody knows what's gonna come and get. Uh, everybody knows what's gonna what's gonna happen, but no one could stop it. You know. So. Yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, you you wonder after this, like, where do the Colts go with Philip Rivers? He's immobile, and he's not the most accurate quarterback at his stage right now. Um, the numbers are 24, 42, 295, two touchdowns and interception. T.Y. Hilton, he's been injury plagued for a while. Uh, four receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. A key player, I think, was standout. Uh, maybe not a lot of people are going to be talking about Naheem Hines. Uh, he's the running back for the for the Colts. He ran the ball, not too not too effective, but 66 yards receiving. He he did a good amount in the in the receiving end. Uh, their defense is good. I know they were missing DeForest Buckner. And that's a big loss. Uh, it's kind of like a Keem Hicks to the Bears, like that that pressure down the middle. But the fact is, they almost gave up 500 yards of offense, you know, and 229 rushing yards. Honestly, I mean, I could get that. Maybe like they put in a lot of emphasis, but they were averaging almost seven yards a carry rushing. So uh, that's kind of that's kind of nuts. You need to tweak something up there. If you ask me, um, just a little stat or a little highlight insight, whatever you want to call it. Since 2015, the Titans are 13-0 and when scoring 20-plus points in the first half. So whatever you said in this, that the first half was, was wrong. 14-14. What's wrong with you, Dave? Wait, what do you mean 14? Oh, I thought they were all 14. I mean, they're tied 14-14. That was a it's, one. it's a lie. It's a lie. Oh, that's right. They were up by a TD. No. Yeah, they were up by two. Yeah. I even have it right here, dude. <laughs> uh, so, and then something to point out. Um, Titans have defeated Indianapolis. Excuse me. On the road. For the first time in back-to-back matchups. Uh, and it's uh, it's been since 1992 that that, that happened. So... Something to keep an eye on. Something. <laughs> but not um maybe the AFC uh, South is getting a new like king, you know? Yeah. 
and and we're talking we're having this conversation uh on how consistent the Colts were for um for as many years that they were consistent you know with Peyton and then after Peyton it was kind of a little like iffy but still they're still pretty good organization and so it's it's kind of crazy how we're gonna see the Titans maybe we might see like you said a takeover but I mean only time would tell you know but um I mean, where do you see, where do you see uh, Philip Rivers going next year? I don't, I don't know if, I, I don't, after this game. I mean, sure they're a good enough team where they could make playoffs, but I don't know, I don't know if uh, Philip Rivers is really the answer there. You know, what do you think? I think I've said that uh, you gotta bring in Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I want Sam Darnold in, in New York. Uh, from New York to the Colts. Yeah. Colts, yeah. I think I think that'd be a good one. I I like Sam Darnold. I just think, you know, he's he's getting a shit end in the, of the stick. <laughs> yeah. Um that would I think that would elevate them, to be honest. I think so. Frank Wright is a great coach and people are not gonna talk about him, but I think he's a great coach. Uh, he's one of the premier coaches. Obviously, he's not, you know, Be- uh, Belichick, Payton, you know, those kind of coaches. But uh, up and coming coaches that are really putting in like a, just a really good resume, I should say. But I mentioned uh, Hines that I thought he did pretty good. He surpassed Edger and James in uh, second most receptions by a coach running back in their first three seasons. Something good to to think about there. Um, he's Edge. pretty good. Edgerin James, he's a big name. If you know, you know. Um, but I think we could pause on the the NFL for a bit. Dave, did you watch a uh, UFC by any chance this past weekend? Did you watch Roy Jones? Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson. What did you watch? I I saw both. Just uh, I saw early prelims of the UFC, and then I saw co-main and main of uh, Roy Jones and Tyson. Cause like like I said before, um, I don't know if I told you this or I probably just posted on Facebook that I've never seen Mike Tyson live ever, ever in my life. Like I've never seen him. What what I mean live is not there. Like live in person, I mean live as in like, oh this is happening right now. So it was it was kind of a, it was a pleasure to to see him the way how he fights the way I was able to see the way how he, uh, his head movement throughout the the fight. It's you know it's 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 a pleasure to see you know. And especially the same thing with Roy Jones. Never seen him. I like uh, the only experience I've ever had with both of those fighters were through YouTube, you know, through highlights. So it was a, it was a pleasure to see those guys. Uh, it wasn't a real fight. It was more of a sparring match. But hey, I'm happy with that. You know, got to see them both kind of, kind of duke it out a little bit. Man, I was so mad about the fact that they were just disrespecting my man's Roy Jones. You know, like. <laughs> It was a Mike Tyson showcase, like that's all it was. Yeah, it felt like, and Roy Jones, I just you know he was the fighter of the nineties. That's what he, he won an award yeah. for that. You know, he. I mean, look, I'm not a I'm not a boxing enthusiast, but I I know that guy was a fucking animal in his peak. Yeah. So, I mean, and I just thought like everyone just threw him on the side like you know a dead carcass. He looked like shit in when they fought. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not defending his fighting and for being younger you know you expect a little bit more but um i'm just saying you know like 
this is more of a showcase of the Immortals. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they just, it was Mike Tyson all the way. And it ended with Mike Tyson all the way. I'll say that. Yeah. I I personally think um, the whole reason for that is we haven't seen Mike since 2004, 2003, when he, when he retired also long ago. I think it was 2004 he had his last fight. Oh, five. I think that's oh, 05. Oh, yeah. Oh, 05. Um, I think that's why it was such a Mike Tyson showcase because we haven't seen him since, you know, for, for a while. And um, and Roy Jones, his last fight was back in 2017. So I, I think that's the reason why it was such a, a Tyson showcase. Um, but, you know, it goes back to that interview when Mike Tyson's like, you know, I haven't fought in 17 years. Ask me if I'm all right. Because uh, I think uh, the guy that was doing the interview was interviewing Roy Jones and he told him, like, you know, are you okay? Like, are you all right? Whatever. Like, how do you feel? And then he's like, you should be asking my ass if I'm all right because I haven't fought since, you know, 05. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, I like, I liked it. I never, I didn't pay for it. I just streamed it. If I'm being real with you, I just streamed it. But um, allegedly, allegedly, yeah, my fault. Yeah, I was uh, allegedly I streamed it, but but um, yeah, it was it was uh, I liked it. You know, I, I like the fact that we got to see two two icons just duke it out. You know, what about that Jake Paul and Nate Rob? You see the way he hit the floor though. It was like. Like a jet landing, bounced like three times. Like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Bro, it was fucking terrible. Dude, uh, I... <laughs> the like, whole NBA was just clowning him, right? Nate Robinson literally wanted to tackle him. Yeah. Look, I'm not Bro. saying... I'm not, a, I'm not a fighter, you know. Anyone yeah, knows yeah. me does. But he don't, hardly even wanted to throw a punch. Yeah, dude. Um, I think he, he did want to the first round. And then he saw how... Um, how hard Jake was hitting, yeah, like uh, how powerful Jake Jake was. So he just like said, "Like nah," be- <laughs> and and uh, Izzy Adesanya, our boy, right? Um, Stylebender, Stylebender was was commentating. He was like, "Oh, maybe he wants to, uh, he wants to tire out Jake. He wants to tire out Jake by putting all his body weight on him." And you know, it does tire you out, but it was only a six round fight with with three minutes, so. You know, it's an 18-minute, um, and my math is correct, 18-minute fight. So, no. You know, 18 minutes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, I, I don't think he, he didn't want to tire him out. I just think he felt his power and just didn't want none of it. And also, he, he was wearing Jordans, by the way. He wasn't wearing boxing shoes. He was wearing Jordans. <laughs> what a fucking goat. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. Right. I mean, I just, I mean, I guess in some way you could say that proves that no one could just jump in the fucking bas- uh, boxing yeah. ring and just throw some smacks. Um, and it proves sometimes, you know, if you want to practice and believe in what you want, you know, you could achieve it in some way. And that's what Jake Paul did. Um, yeah. But it was, honestly, it was a great event. Uh, the, the, yeah. the performances were cool. And Yeah, um, I like that actually. Um, I mean, sure, it was kind of corny at times because you what? know, like, cause I I don't know, I thought it was kind of corny because it's like right after a fight, you would have a musical performance, and it's like 
I thought it was a little corny, but I mean, it, it was cool. Like it was a, it was a, a pretty unique. I've never really seen that in any combat sports event ever. Mm. Well, to each their own then, you know, <laughs> I thought it was cool. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, was cool. I, I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't want to hear unfor- unforgettable for the, yeah, <laughs> but it is what it fucking is. Um, Snoop Dogg dropped like a fucking 10 track performance. <laughs> a boy YG blood walking all over the place. Um, St. John, St. John getting the showcase. That was great. Hey, but the real highlight of that of that pay-per-view was Snoop Dogg in, in the commentary booth. Did you hear him? He was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. I mean, sure, he was unprofessional, but I mean it was it was pretty good while it lasts, you know. Why why would you want a professional analysis on a on a yeah, exactly? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was it was good. Uh, the weekend had had some good uh, fights and all that, guys. I mean, it was cool. Uh, I mean, even the UFC had a pretty good card. It wasn't as most of like it wasn't spotlight heavy on like heavy big fighters. But mm-hmm. I mean, Anthony Smith did what he did, you know, and pretty much that's it. Lionheart. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. I guess. Back to the sports or football, I should say. <laughs> um, you say that with so much content. You're like, I guess back to the sports. Fuck it, I guess, right? <laughs> well, talk about giants that they are. The Chiefs versus the Bucks Had a lot of hype going into this game. Brady versus Mahomes. They had beef. They had Beaches. beef. <laughs> Uh, going into the game, the Chiefs were nine and one. Going into the game, the Bucks were seven and four. Tom Brady was playing pretty good football, but he was throwing the some the the pigskin to the opposing team a lot. Uh, did it change in this game? Not so much. Um, what did you take from this game, Dave? Um, I took from well exactly what you said. I don't think Tom Brady is ready for a big powerhouse team, or for that sake. Um, the Buccaneers for that whole because I mean that offense is only gonna go as far as Tom Brady takes him because um uh, they're I don't think their their run game isn't there yet where you could um where you could just rely on the run game and and Tom Brady man I, I don't think he did so good you know he went twenty seven for forty one and is uh in this game through through three touchdowns and two interceptions. And I, I just don't, I, I don't think that's acceptable for a team with uh, this high caliber you know, going against a team with high, uh, high caliber team. But just put Chiefs, in, you know? put in perspective, most of these yards and touchdowns came at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know what to say. Mahomes <laughs> MVP. Enough yeah. said. Enough said. <laughs> The guy, I mean, he's a fucking killer, you know, Texas Tech alum, you know, go Red Raiders, bang, bang. Um, <laughs> 37, 49, 462, three TDs. Killer, Tyree Kill, three receptions, 269, three touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, yeah. eight receptions, 82 yards. These guys, I'm naming you the top three players of that team, and those top three players develop, uh, delivered. That team is looking really good, and their defense is getting so much better. 
you know, Tyron Matthew is all over the place. Obviously, we know yeah. he could do that. But you're seeing him more and more, and he's just creating a lot of issues. Brashan, excuse me, Brashan Breeland, former Washington football team player, always injured, in and out. Early years with Washington, he was always getting uh, destroyed. But you're seeing him, he's kind of locking down. You know, Steve, I think it's a Steve Spagnola's uh, team, uh, defense, the de- the defensive coordinator. He's pretty yeah. good. And um, I they did give up 417 yards, but like I said, they give that shit up in, in the second in half, the end. fourth yeah. quarter, where it doesn't really matter. Um, I think what, what knocks me off about the, the Chiefs, though, is kind of um, obviously they do have that killer mode, but I don't know if they have like the the on-off switch, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if they... Because yeah. when they should have blown them out, but they should have. They shouldn't have been a game. It was 17-0, and it was getting nasty. But the reason it didn't was momentum swung because of Shaq Barrett. Uh, Shaq Barrett, the defensive player for the for the Bucks, forced the fumble and Patrick Mahomes on the red zone. You know, when that caused the, the game to, to swivel, I guess, a little bit, Towards like the Bucks, but you still felt like the Chiefs were in position to win this game. And like I, I mean, like like you mentioned, Dave. I mean, Tom Brady hasn't done enough. In or you know what? I think you go. It goes into like what I was mentioning when they picked up Antonio Brown, and what I mentioned um, the start of the season when I I picked. I was like, their ceiling is this high because they could go twelve and four because of the talent. But they look like a seven and nine, eight and eight team, because mm-hmm. they have too many bodies to. F- they that they gotta feed a lot of people, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, pers- personalities there. You look at this, look like most of these players. I don't know. I mean, Mike Evans three for fifty, two touchdowns. That's good, right? I mean, Chris Godwin eight receptions, ninety seven yards. Gronk six receptions, one hundred and six. But again, these come in the late of the game, and some of this came during the like during the the Chiefs' um, big play runs, uh, big play touchdowns. But you know, I don't see I don't see like Tom Brady being efficient with the ball because he's trying to just spread the ball too much. And then some of these receivers are injured too. Like Mike Evans is still limp, limping a little bit. And Chris Godwin, uh, he looks like he's getting back into shape, like with the concussion protocol, you know, all that a couple weeks ago. You know, he looks like he's a little fresh. But, I mean, I, I feel like at some points he's kind of forcing the ball to Gronk or maybe even Gronk's not making enough plays. I don't know. Antonio Brown where, you know, yeah. it's be a big play uh, machine with him. But, you know, Ronald Jones, nine, nine, nine carries yeah. for 66 yards. And a touchdown. I, I honestly, I um, I don't think he should really be feeding all these other people. Maybe Gronk because of the chemistry, but I, I think it, the main person. And you see that he's trying to, but it's just not working. Mike Evans, you know, I, I think that should be, you know, when I when he first went to the into the Bucks, I first thought that Mike Evans and him were going to be a problem. You know, like maybe so maybe not to that caliber, but some shades of of Moss and and Brady, you know, maybe not to that like that high extent, but you know, some shades of it where he has a big body receiver that could run routes, and Mike Evans is pretty fast too. 
So I thought, you know, that would have been, uh, that's, that's what I thought was going to be a problem for, for any other team that was going to face him. But, you know, it's, it's sad to see, you know, cause you, you think uh, their ceiling is this high, but yet they're performing at, you know, this level, you know, they're performing at, at, at um, eight and eight or seven and, or nine and seven type level, you know, when in reality, they're a team that could be, you know, uh, 12 and four or 11 and five, you know, especially with a head coach like Bruce Arians. Like, it's just yeah. like, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. Crazy sight. I mean, and just staggering, like 543 <clears throat> yards defensively was given up. Yeah. 543, 456 yards passing. It's just, yeah. I, I know. That defense is good, man, but their issue is their secondary, you know, and and the fact is they, they're too young at this point, you know. Yeah. But right now they're in a, in a situation where they might not make the playoffs. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of – there's a hungry teams. Those Vikings, five and six, they're looking pretty good. So who knows on there? And uh, just a little insight on this one. Uh, usually when Tom Brady and uh, Patrick Mahomes meet up, and the winner of that game wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, something unreal there. Um, but, I mean, Tom Brady – He's five and six when trailing at halftime. Like, and that's been the last four seasons. And you've been seeing like his his issues throughout yeah. that. Um, what's his record um, when leading in half? You might ask. Thirty-eight and two. Damn. Yeah, man. But I mean, as we talked about picks, it's kind of like Carson Wentz. You know, Carson Wentz and him are going back and forth with like. You know, interceptions. You know, Tom Brady, he threw his 11th interception. You know, that's the most he's thrown in the last 12, like the first 12 weeks in his career. So you're seeing like the. Him digressing. Maybe digressing. Maybe it's just. Or regressing. Decision making. Or maybe it's just, you know, Bruce Arians and him bickering. But who, someone uh, who isn't, uh, sorry, uh, what were you saying? Well, I mean, with that stat that you just pulled, uh, when he's um, when he's trailing and right before second half, he's, what, five and six? Like, that's... Five and 16. Five and 16, I'm sorry. Um, that's just, you don't expect that from a GOAT, from a GOAT um, caliber quarterback, you know? And everybody wants to throw out that, that GOAT word, you know? But you know you, you never expect that. You know you don't expect that from uh, from that quarterback. And and I, I just think, uh, I think it would be better for Tommy just to hang him up. I think the whole the whole reason why he's here. I mean, sure he wants to win, right? Everybody wants to win. But is he really there just for stats? I doubt it. Uh, but if we're talking like, about uh, what's up? Because if you if you look at it, man, like. I I mean he's having trouble with all these coaches or not trouble but uh you're talking about Bill Belichick in his last his last couple of seasons they were bickering you know it was well it was it was a uh, news to the public that they're bickering for quite a for what four three seasons right before he left more it was more it's been a while yeah it was more um 
So and maybe you thought, okay, well, if they leave, if he wins with Bruce Arians, then that you know he's he's the best. He's the best to ever do it. I mean, I still think he's the best to ever do it in his prime, but I think it's time to hang him up. I don't know, man. But as you as we talk about a, I guess a legend that's falling off. You have one that's growing in Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just say he set another record. I don't know if you're on or yeah. Uh, third, he he right now is thirty touchdowns, two interceptions, best touchdown interception ratio in NFL history. That's insane. Like, know. throughout throughout twelve weeks. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's a crazy stat. Um but yeah, I mean we go into the we 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 go into this next segment and it comes down to that. Like my question to you, Davis, with teams with better well, what team laid an egg and who well, yeah, who's the biggest loser and who laid the egg? Cowboys. Hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, um, team that laid the biggest egg. What do you mean by that? Who who had a chance to win a game and they they you know or, you know, I guess. Uh, make no, I, I think strides. I got one. I Ooh. think I think I um, and we we predicted it actually. We we put it on the page Chargers and Bills. I think that that was a completely winnable game for the Chargers, but you know. You hate to see uh, – I mean, at what point do you blame Justin Herbert for being a rookie? You know, I think this was his moment to shine and really show what he was about and just, you know, he completely laid a goose egg, I think. That game I don't think he – Yeah. They were like 31 for four, for 52, I mean. Justin Herbert was. Three, uh, 316 yards. But I – at that point, you know, I was telling everybody, I was like, yeah, Chargers are going to beat them. You know, Chargers are going to beat the Bills. I was saying everybody, and, you know, they're at, they're at the end of the game. They're, like, dogging me and stuff. Like, fuck, man. Like, because I, I personally thought, like, this was a winnable game for the Chargers. You know, even though their record doesn't show it, they, this was a very winnable game for them. And you saw it, too. They they had so many chances, but just, you know, couldn't capitalize. You know, yeah, couldn't capitalize. I think they uh, – they went for it on fourth down like twice when they shouldn't have to. Um, and I think they only got one of them, but you know, at that point it didn't matter. Um and and well, yeah, you know, you never I, I I thought more of Justin Herbert, you know. But I mean, you know, that's that's the NFL. If you don't capitalize, then you will for sure lose. I think uh you said obvious. And I say, there's nothing more obvious than the Raiders losing to the Falcons and not losing, <laughs> getting blown getting out. Demolished. <laughs> 43 to 6. Now, a lot of people are going to ask why the Raiders, maybe, I don't know. You know, if you're a diehard fan of the NFL, you understand why I picked them. You're 6 and 4. If you win, you're 7 and 4. You're still in the race to be a higher seed or, you know, obviously maybe not just because divisionals, you'll be maybe like the fifth, sixth, or seventh seed. But at least better than last year, 
Right now, you're on par to be the same record as last year. Um, I saw a stat on Fox when they were airing the game, and it made perfect sense. Because last year, same week against a team that was as shitty, um, they laid an egg as well. The So the Raiders lost to the Falcons 46-3. to Last year, the same week, they lost to the Jets 34-3. That's fucking crazy. I think I said 46-3. Uh, 43-6 was the score for the Falcons. Yeah, so they laid the same egg, and John Green needs to shit, like, switch it up or something. Like, I, look, Derek Carr usually plays pretty good, and he's conservative and everything, but I don't know what happened. And Darren Waller looked pretty bad, too, I'm going to be honest. And mm. it, I don't know, man. I just, the Raiders need to really just stiffen up. These last few weeks are very critical. And, you know, if not, they'll be eight and eight again. Yeah. I, um, well, yeah, like, uh, like you said, I think it, it'll be, it's going to be a wild race, you know? And, and, um, you look at them and I, you know, it's it's very disappointing, you know, from the from the Raiders from the Raiders perspective. You know, if you're a Falcons fan, you're jumping up and down. Shout out Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. But but yeah, I mean yeah, you don't expect it, you know. When I first heard of it, I was like, What? 40, 41 or forty three six? Like you know, it's it's just another column in the in the blow week, man. Everybody's getting blown out, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, we I think we went over a pretty good amount. Um, yeah. but one we didn't we didn't get to talk about is uh What's Monday up? night's a big uh big uh I guess you want to say showcase. DK Metcalf went off for like what 177 something around those lines. Yeah, 177. What a couple touchdowns, many touchdowns. Oh, uh, I don't think he did have one. I don't think so. Okay. No, well, he didn't have a touchdown. 170-plus yards against a, a really bad team. That is the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, but nothing really came out of that until uh, Jim Schwartz, uh, defensive coordinator of the Eagles, mm-hmm. mentioned that he coached Megatron, and he said he ain't Megatron. So yeah. DK, Metcalf, DK Metcalf was like, fuck this. I'm going to go off on the Eagles and Darius Slay. So it's, it's not like he's playing against some bum-ass corner, you know. And he, he gave him the he gave him the work. <laughs> gave him, <laughs> gave the, him work. the business. Um, so with that being said, Dave, uh, he's built not similarly, but I, I mean, I, I just think DK's built. No, you part. can say that. I think he's built better than 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 Calvin, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess just because of the he's tall and buff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Megatron, <laughs> DK Metcalf, debate. Go. Uh, honestly, I think I don't think it's a question. I think Megatron is a lot, a lot better. Um, and we're having a conversation uh, off air. Me and Lex were. That, I mean, Calvin Johnson. You look at his first seasons before he got to Pro Bowl level. Um, he had John Kidna, 
He had John Kidna throwing to him. Had uh, John Kidna for one year, one full season. And then uh, 2008, he had um, John Kidna, Dante Culpepper, and Drew Stanton. A bunch so, of legends, if y'all don't know. <laughs> a bunch of motherfucking legends. <laughs> oh, no, he had, uh, right before John Kidna, he had uh, Dan Orlotsky, another legend, man. So, <laughs> Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, but but yeah, you know you you look at that and you you look at that at those quarterbacks and you look at DK's first two seasons and they're almost identical. Maybe uh, I think they, DK probably gonna pass them and in, uh, in their first two seasons and overall stats. I think he has more. Um, He's already passed them in the first 12 games or in the first uh, 27 games. I'm sorry. First 27 games of their, of their career. He's, he's about, or he already passed them in every category, um, but with less catches, but, you know, you look at the quarterbacks, you look at the way how their, how their team was built at that time. I mean, I, I still think, I still think Megatron is, is way better than, and uh, his counterpart, DK. Yeah. I I mean, I just like... They want to compare them just because of the, the way they're built, you know? Yeah. But to me, just if, if Calvin Johnson puts up another couple seasons and maybe he goes to another team and, like, he actually wins a ring, you can start putting an argument, you know, he's mm. one of the top dogs. Greatest of all time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the greatest, honestly, but because Jerry Rice just has crazy records. But yeah, he's he's built different, but he wasn't a bust. You know, there's a lot of people yeah. that are just built different, but he actually put it together and he he made the best out of what he had in Detroit. Detroit didn't have Detroit didn't have quarterbacks. We all know that. But they didn't have running backs. They didn't have an O-line. You know, their defense was never that solid except maybe like 2011. I think that was the year they made the yeah. Um, But other than that, like, if you really try to look, there's nothing there. Um, But Calvin Johnson is just – he was a whole nother breed. Yeah. He had speed. He was built like a fucking – he he's kind of like the way you talk about Derrick Henry, like he's built like something that he shouldn't be playing as, and that's the same with Calvin. Calvin's built like a damn DN, like yeah. But he ran like a four four, kind of like Julio uh, yeah. Jones. Julio yeah. Jones is well, I mean, just not length, uh, thick like that, uh, like Calvin. But I mean, Julio is. I mean, we're talking like post Calvin. Pre DK was Julio was that guy too because I mean well yeah. Julio still is that guy that's not it's not act like because uh, Julio Jones is a fucking animal but and he could run he could run better routes than DK but man yeah Julio's better than <laughs> yeah Julio's better than DK <laughs> uh, no but was I'm, that was just... D- that Julio versus Megatron or Calvin yeah no but I just <laughs> I, I think as as us when we were kids. Because pretty much, I mean, he retired, what, 2015, 2016? Yeah, 2015. Uh, for us, like, Calvin is our Randy Moss. Yeah. I guess. Is that, is that a good uh, sim, uh, mm. person? Or did you have someone else? Because I thought Calvin was a fucking killer. No, Calvin, Calvin was, a, was a god when he was playing. But I think 
Um, but I, I don't know about Randy Moss because Randy Moss was still kind of in that area, uh, in that era. He, yeah, he, he retired. Yeah, he was he was already done. But yeah, I mean, I guess you could say uh, kids or oh yeah, well kids that started watching around 2013 era. You know, Calvin was that dude. You know, well, well Calvin Calvin was in since like 07. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like for for kids that started watching it, because I think, well, mate, well, yeah, I think you can make that argument. I just think like it's when fair. I was in middle school. You saw Detroit. If you ever saw Detroit, you just saw Calvin. You know, it's not like yeah. Nate, let me look for Nate. Nate, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson. I'm not looking for him. Which <laughs> also, I think he was also teaming to Randy Moss. So that's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, Calvin Johnson. He's a Barry Sanders. You know, he they had. They, you know, they still had a couple more years to play, and you know. They called it quits because Detroit franchise sucks. Yeah. That organization failed, Calvin. Yeah, man. But something that didn't fail was this episode because we did it. <laughs> and this is episode 21. Hey, podcast. Hey, yeah, that was a pretty good, right? A good segment. That was a good transition. <laughs> yeah. Good transition. Uh, but yeah, of course. Um, this, hopefully, this, uh, pod, uh, this episode drops soon. And later on tonight, we're going to record with our boy, Mark. He's a DBZ uh, fan and everything. And hopefully that one's a banger. Hopefully y'all get to hear that one soon. Audio and video will be out as well. And yeah. Uh, Dave, you want anything? To, you want to say anything before we close this one up? Y'all loved it. And um, stay safe, man. Can't wait to see our boy, Mark. Um, check that out. So, yeah. All right, this is the less uh sports podcast. Hey, so 21. That's Dave. I am Alexis, and we're signing out. <laughs>